couple weeks ago about the year following this one, 2022. And how the Lord has revealed to us certain events that will characterize the following year. It is interesting to me that the Lord will reveal the mystery behind the coming year because the year in and of itself is a contradiction, is a paradox where on one side there's glory but simultaneously on the other side there's total catastrophe. And what is interesting to me is what I discovered about the year 2022, which in the Hebraic calendar is the year 5782. It's interesting because this year falls directly on the Jubilee year. And not only does it fall directly on the Jubilee year, but it is the year, or what the Jewish calls the year of the Sabbath of the Lord. And not only is it the year of the Sabbath of the Lord, but it is also the year of Shemitah or Shemitah, the year of rest and release. And what has been critical and what has been interesting is that on every year where the Shemitah Falls. There has been in the world great economic devastation. This is a thing in Hebrew or in Leviticus that happened every single seven years. After every seven years, God said to them, He said, After every seven years, you will give rest to the year or you will give rest to the land for one year. But then God would have already prepared blessings to carry them into the eighth year. So they would, they would sow six years. In the seventh year, they would not sow because in the sixth year, God would give them twice as much harvest to sustain them through the seventh year. 
Because in the seventh year, there would be no harvest. And that's what the, the, the Jews call the Shemitah. And it's interesting because the same year where we find the, the, the Shemitah, the year of rest, the year, the year of release, is the same year Jubilee falls. Now, Jubilee is important to the Jews because it only happens after every 50 years. It only takes place after every 50 years where every debt that was owed was cleared. Every slave was given the license, the freedom to be free. And not only that, it is the year of the Sabbath. This refers to the cosmic rest that is to befall the universe. So in effect, it is the year of the Lord. And it is this same year where God tells us will be a year of prosperity and a year of destruction at the same time. And what's, what's crazy, what's even more crazy is that when you, when you study uh, the, 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 numerology, uh, uh, the, the numerological meaning of numbers in Hebrew, you find that 82 refers to building or remaining in your house. It's, it's crazy. Eight is, is pay. And pay is dictated by a tent. Two refers to remain, to sit. So what the Hebrews are saying is that in the year 5782, the temple must be built. So we might even see the beginning of the reconstruction of the third temple. Because prophetically it aligns. Because th that's one of the reasons. If, if, you, if you look at it, if you look at it in, another, in, in the world's perspective, you would realize that the rulers of the world has understanding into this mystery. Because the year before the building or the construction of the temple, what does Satan do? Aleph, Aleph, Aleph is a word that's rarely used. Aleph is, is, is the numerical value of one, which is A. It, 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 it's barely used. They, 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 they normally use Beth in connection to Aleph. Right? Beth is two. Beth refers to the opening of the mouth. And the year before this year, of the Shemitah, this year of the rebuilding of the temple, this year of the Sabbath, what happens the year before? Satan counsels the nations to shut and silence the mouth of the people. Whereas last year, according to the Jewish calendar, was the exact same thing that I said to you in prophecy. That will be the year of judgment, the year of the soul. So to me it's interesting because what is revealed by the Spirit of God in the visions of God exactly aligns with the Jewish or Hebraic calendar and events coincide 
accurately with what the Spirit of God said will happen. And I'm telling you this as a prophet of God. If you fail to take this serious, great calamities will follow you. They will, they will fall on you like rain. I repeat, if you fail to take this serious, great calamities will fall on you. Your life in the coming year will be characterized with pain. I am telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now prophetically. If you fail to take the word of the Lord serious, if you fail to regard it, when 2022 hits, you will suffer much. You know why? Because you have the word. You have the word. And it is expected of those who have the word to be really the first to be gutted. Because they have the word. They have the revelation. It's like Nebuchadnezzar. God gives him a dream and he says, this is what's going to happen to you. And the advice is, leave your pride. And submit and subscribe to the God of heaven. No, Nebuchadnezzar thinks he knows. Exactly 12 months after the word was given, he's standing in his palace and he's like, this kingdom I have built with my might. As he says that, the thing that was shown him comes to pass. And that's the behavior of many people. That's the behavior, that's the behavior of many people. They are told, this is what's going to happen to you. What they should be asking is, what should I do to avert this thing? So God speaks. We must listen. We must listen. We were all here when I said to you, the Lord is showing me a system they are trying to introduce. There is neither Bitcoin nor blockchain. Michael, during the week, saw an article that I sent to you. That the, the nations of the world have colluded together, along with our own country, to test out. Now, to test means that this thing has already been in development for some time. And there, were there any men mentions of blockchain there? They spoke about some CI what not system. Europe is already in the, in the, in the preliminary stages of rolling it out. They call it the revolution. And yet the Lord said that this is what they're going to do. 
He said it. You were here. You heard it. You heard it. Except you forgot. Or you chose not to listen. But you heard it. And the shocking thing is, how, how can the Spirit of God be so accurate? And then we just carry on with life as normal. The days of normalities are over. I, I keep to which world you are living in. The days of normality are over. Your rights have been taken from right under your nose. A friend of mine who works for a, 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 a company that is uh, connected to ESCOM said that their director on Friday told them that it's just a matter of time until they legislate. The government legislates the no vaccine, no work rule. They said it's just a matter of time. Some of you will take it. Even after we have told you don't, you will take it. You know why? You know why? Kopela bia. Muruto ai feeling to ki fila. Roja. Yet God is trying to give you a way out. He's trying to give you a way out. Can I read you something? Yeah. Psalm 112, please. Psalm 112. Psalm 112. Verse from verse 1. The reason why there's no power in the body of Christ, the reason why there's no power is because of a high disregard for the word of the Lord. That's the reason why there's no power. Our words are empty. No force in the prayer chambers. No amount of prayer can strengthen or substitute your obligation and responsibility to the esteeming of the word of the Lord. Psalm, Psalm 112, let's read this. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord who delights greatly in his commandments. Who delights greatly in his commandments. He says, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3 says, wealth and riches will be in his house. Now you can see why many houses are impoverished. There's no fear. There's no great fear 
of the Lord. There's no great delight in his commandments. He says his descendants will be mighty. That's the reason why there's no power, there's no force in the church of Jesus Christ. There's no fear. There's no regard of the Lord. When God speaks, he's just like any man. When God commands, he's just like any man. We, we don't busy our minds, occupy our minds with the things of the Lord. You will get hurt. I'm telling you, you will get hurt. You will get very hurt. You will get very hurt. The hope, the hope, the hope, listen and listen carefully. The hope of the body of Christ are the servants of the Lord. If, if the servants of the Lord are going their own way, there's no hope for the, for the body of Christ. There's none. It doesn't exist. Jesus would have to come down. Because there's no other way the Spirit expresses himself and the plans and purposes of God except through his servants. The Lord says he does nothing except he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. He does. So who do you think you are? To think you can shun the word of the Lord and be guiltless. It don't work that way. Saints, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. It doesn't work that way. There's only one way. It's not your way and his way. It's not what you prefer or your opinion and his opinion. There's only one. We're not running a democracy here. We are under the governorship of the spirit. And that's, that's the kind of people God is looking for. People who, who will give their all to the spirit. Who will die. Sacrifice everything. For the love of the spirit. Because he's, he's all we've got here on earth. He's all. If, if the spirit is withdrawn from a ministry, from a life, what hope is there for you? No, what hope is there for you? Stop chasing shadows. Stop chasing shadows. Stop running after shadows. Because the time you think you have gotten a hold, you realize that that thing is not real. Let me read you something.
Read, read Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 14. But if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, and if you despise my statutes, or if your soul harbors my judgments, so that you do not perform all my commandments, but break my covenant, I will also do this to you. I will appoint terror over you, Wasting disease and fever, we shall consume the eyes and cause of sorrow of heart. You will sow your seed in vain, for your enemy shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when no one pursues you. And after all this, if you still do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze and your strength shall be spent in vain for your land shall not yield its produce nor shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. Then if you walk contrary to me and are not willing to obey me, I will bring on you seven times more plagues according to your sins. And I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children and destroy your livestock and make you few in number. And your highway shall be desolate. This is what God will do to his people. To his people. The penalty of disobedience. The penalty of unwillingness. The penalty. So I'm warning you. My brothers and my sisters. Consider your ways. David said, I, when, I considered my, when I considered my ways, I ran after your law. Consider your ways. Ask yourself, that, what, this, this, this way I'm behaving, this thing I'm doing, is it worth it now? Is it worth it now? Is it worth it? Stop chasing shadows. God's trying to help you. Amen. Amen. Lord's trying to help you to stop chasing. Amen. Amen. Listen, your hope is these prophetic words you keep getting. That's your hope. That's your hope. If you don't Make due diligence to search them out. To search them out. You see, like a man searching for treasure. You will look and look and look and wonder, where is God in your life? You will wonder, where is God in your life? This thing of, of being in and out, in and out, it, 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 it won't work here. Not where we at. Not these times they don't call for that. You'll spew you out. 
he'll, he'll vomit you out. It is he that has great delight in your commandments. You, you want to be put over in the coming days? There's only one way. And I don't know how I can stress this enough to you. There's only one way. That's the Lord's way. Forget all your opinions, what you think. Forget all those things. Focus on what you need to focus on. Prioritize what you need to prioritize. If God says wealth is a priority, you must prioritize yourself with what God prioritizes. Forget other things. Forget other things. They will take you nowhere. Only cause you harm. They will only cause you harm. They will only cause you harm. 2022. 2022. It's here. According to the Jewish calendar, the new year is now in September. From September the 8th into September the 24th. And that's really the change of year. If you study the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, you'll find that a new year began from October. Anyways, that is a story for another day. Churchianity has messed you up. You, you. This fake apostate Christianity has messed you up. And Lebon or Abu Bereik. Buzalan board that's being practiced, it doesn't work. Who has it helped in the last year? Who has it helped? Rather, it has destroyed people, people's spiritual lives. Who has it helped? Who, when men go to bed with Pharaoh, who has it helped? Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter number chapter thirteen. Hallelujah. Last week, we discussed ways, or one way, you release or activate the supernatural ability of the Spirit, the anointing, in your life over any and every circumstance. I said, you must learn to speak. You must learn to talk. You must learn to open up your, open up your mouth in boldness to speak. 
I want to carry along that same thought, but this time establish its foundational aspect. Verse 16, please, of chapter 3, Hebrews. Yeah. Verse 16, chapter 3. You there? <sighs> Let's read it, please. Who having did what? Hmm? Read, 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 read. Start from the beginning. Rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Mo Imagine. 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 Here's God trying to deliver these people. They were in bondage. They were crying. They wanted freedom. They wanted liberty. Here are they crying to God. Oh, save us. Yet, on their way out, they rebel. Because they think they were doing God a favor by coming out of Egypt. That's how some of us behave. We think we are doing God a favor by coming to church. We are doing God a favor by paying our tithes, giving our offering, doing God a favor by doing good unto man. We, we are doing him a favor. He said, was it not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Do you see that? Moses was probably the most anointed servant. They rebelled against him. It's not how much a man is anointed that people obey you. A, 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 a servant of God is not followed because of his anointing. Because if that was the principle, Moses, Moses would be the, the most followed. Yet for 40 years, they didn't follow Moses. For 40 years, you know what they were doing? Murmuring, complaining. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned? Now, my, that, that's the context I want you to follow. Was it not with those who sinned? Whose corpses fell in the... And to whom did he swear they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not... Now, so we have two things here. We have those who rebelled, right? Those who, who sinned and those who... Okay? We have those who did not... Who rebelled, who did not obey and who sinned, right? 
Now, it's the same people, but he uses different expressions to define their behavior at certain times in their journey with God. Okay? I want you to follow the context because this is important because the, 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 whole, the whole context here is with regards to the rest of God. So the rest of God was, was shadowed or typified by the promised land. Alright? The promised land was a type or a foreshadowing of the rest of God. Are you following me? So, he said that on their way out, they began to rebel. They began to sin and disobey. And, and there were consequences. And the consequences was that that generation did not enter the rest. Do you see that? That generation did not enter the rest. Okay? For so we see Kanaska. So we see that they could not. It's not that they did not want to. They could not. You, you understand that? It's not that they wanted to enter in, but there was something prohibiting them. There was something that stood in their way, that stood against them, that resisted them. They could not enter because, now, he doesn't use the word sin. He doesn't use the word disobey. He doesn't use the word rebel. What he does is that he formulates or he presents a word that encompass, encompasses all these three behaviors. He says they could not enter in because of unbelief. Notice he didn't say they lacked faith. Because to lack faith means you have you have it, but it's in lack. Here he says, because of unbelief, they could not enter. They could not transition into the rest. Now, this was the most important thing about their deliverance. Because God said, I brought you out that I might bring you in. The bringing out had been done. But to go in, to enter in, they could not. They were resisted. Now, let's find another place in the Bible where this experience was exemplified under the same conditions. Alright? Mark Chapter number, I think five, if I'm not mistaken. 
or 6, chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Then he went out from there. Now, Jesus is the carrier of the anointing. Is the embodiment of power. The embodiment of God's supernatural might and ability. Jesus. He's the personification of anointing. Jesus. So he, he went from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And hearing him, many were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Let's read verse 5. Verse 4. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there. Now, he could do no mighty, he couldn't. He couldn't do anything significant there. He was resisted. He was prohibited. He was denied the opportunity to do any mighty work there. Any work, any notable work that, that somebody can say, oh, Jesus did this. He could leave no trace of his presence there. No trace of his power there. So that after he left, if somebody came, he, 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 he would not know that Jesus had been there. There was no trace left of his power, of his presence in that territory. No smell that Jesus was here. Nothing was left to show that God is here. There was no evidence. He could leave no evidence there. Not that he did not want to. He was resistant. Something resisted the, the anointing from working. Something resisted the power from being demonstrated. Now, this is the Son of God. This is the one the Bible classifies as being anointed by the Spirit without measure. This is the one who has the totality of power, the totality of anointings within him. He, he himself said, I've been anointed with multifaceted anointings. Boom! No trace. He, he couldn't leave it. There was no mark he could leave in Nazareth that I was there. In Capernaum, he left something. 
In other regions, he left something. There were evidences that remained long after he left. Look at the man uh, uh, that, he, that was found at the graves of the gatherings. Every man, he was known. He was known. Look at blind Bartimaeus, the two blind men. Look at the, lepr the, the leprous man that was sitting by the gates. He was known. There was evidence that Jesus had passed through him. By what? By the demonstration of his power. But here he could do, he could do, he could do no mighty work. He was resisted. The anointing was rejected. So don't think that just because God is powerful, God is might, that that might or the trace of it will be seen in your life. Because it is not the power of God that changes the circumstance. Because power is available everywhere. I will repeat it. It is not the power of God that changes the circumstances. Because power is available everywhere. Where is the Holy Ghost? The Bible says he's everywhere. He's everywhere. And he's the power of the Mosah. He's everywhere. Why isn't everywhere fixed? Why isn't everywhere healed? To show us that it's not really the power of God that changes the thing. That causes the transformation. Have you read in any place in the Bible where Jesus said, my power has healed you? Have you read anywhere in the Bible where Jesus said, my anointing has sorted you, has sorted your life? Is there any place in the Bible you can find where Jesus says that? Why? Yet he said, I'm anointed. He said, I'm anointed to heal the sick. Yet, when, when he, he, he did the work, he never linked it to his power. When he did the work, he never attributed it to his anointing. Yet, he was anointed. Yet, there was no, no one reference made by Jesus that this thing was done. Because I am anointed. He could do no mighty work there. They could not enter in. He could do no mighty work there. They could not enter in. He could do no mighty work there. They could not enter in. I want you to see this. Now, verse 5. He could do no mighty work there except that he healed or laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was shocked. Now, here's the reason why he couldn't. He was shocked because of 
they could not enter in because he could do no mighty works there because of and Jesus said he was shocked he was shocked he marveled he was shocked he, he was aghast at their unbelief he was shocked at their unbelief and they in the wilderness could not enter into God's rest because of unbelief and it was regarded as what rebellion it was regarded as what sin it was regarded as, as what disobedience so we can see that the DNA of unbelief is what rebellion the DNA of unbelief is what is the sin of what unpersuadableness the DNA of unbelief carries with it what disobedience and rebellion let's go there Hebrews so 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 anywhere where unbelief is present power cannot be expected to flow in other words, God cannot override because of his sovereignty. Even his sovereignty is incapable of altering the matter, altering the circumstance because of unbelief. Notice, he let them die because he, he by his power could not. Don't you think if you could hold them by the hand and push them, he, could, he, he couldn't. There is no power, resistive power, stronger than unbelief. That thing resists God. He is resisted by your unbelief. The anointing is repelled by unbelief. Are you following me? Are you following me? So it is important that Belief, belief, the acceptance of something as reality without the requirement of any sensory observation. Belief, as it relates to God, it means to take God at his word, to take him at face value. You, with God, you don't have to dig. There are no ulterior motives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then, so you can see the problem in the world today is, 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 the pro is really the problem of unbelief. What's hindering greater manifestations of power, greater operations of the spirit is really unbelief. A man's resistance toward God, toward his word. Who is this? Who is this? This tells us something that for an anointing, 
from a servant or from a man or woman of God to work in a life, they must be established in the heart of the one who is to receive from that anointing. What? Belief. That means that man must believe in the servant of God. They must believe in the man of God. In the fact that he is what? He is an anointed vessel of the Lord. This is what unlocks the anointing from a man or a woman of God. Your belief in him. Yeah, do you mean we must believe, believe in a man? Oh, that's what I just said. Jesus said a prophet is not without honor. That, that means everywhere a prophet goes, he's honored. Except, except in his own country, where he is known the most. That means knowing men and women of God after the flesh can be devastating to your progress. He said, no, don't you know him? I mean, we, they call all his brothers by name. Josiah, James, all of his brothers they call by name. And they added, they, they could pinpoint his sisters. They, 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 they are his sisters. So whether you think he, I mean, they are not denying the fact that wisdom is coming out of his mouth. <laughs> they are not denying the fact that he's speaking mysteries. But they want to find, where is he from? We know this guy. Where has he gotten these things? We know him. And that, that behavior, he says it rejected, it, the anointing was rejected. Do, do you understand what that means? Man? That means Jesus, Jesus went to a blind man and says, be open. And it failed. He took the clay. It worked before. Now, here, the same operation, the same words, they are failing. Believe. It's nothing. If you read Matthew chapter 15, the Bible says they brought unto him all who were lamed and maimed. You know what, what it is to be maimed? It means to, to be missing limbs. And the Bible says he healed them all. That means those who came to him there on the mountain without an arm went back home with an arm. Now he's trying on this one. I command the arm to grow out. The arm is not growing. That's why he marveled. Because what he was doing before, it was not working here. Is there a place where the anointing of God can fail? Yes. He tried to raise one who was bed fast. Nothing happened. Why? not even aware that we're looking at him.
Why? Where's the news? On the phone. See how it fails? It says unbelief. Jesus. Why there's no power in your life? Why there's no rest in your life? Why there's no peace in your life? And remember, the unbelief is a subject. They did not have what? Faith in God. Yeah? They did not have faith in who? In God. In who? Who did it? Why didn't the anointing work? Because they didn't have faith in God. Because they didn't have faith in who? See how, how your life can be so miserable, Mike. See why it can be so miserable. And you wonder, oh my God, I, I do everything right by your books. <laughs> by your books. You see that? Because of now, God doesn't anoint buildings. God does not anoint buildings. God does not anoint the name of a church. God does not anoint organizations. God does not anoint logos. If I leave this church, you can come. We'll see what anointing will be here. Because it's not this thing that brings the anointing. God anoints man. Do you understand? That's why Jesus could be on the mountain. On the mountain, the anointing will be there. He could be in the sea inside the boat preaching. The anointing will flow. Why? The anointing is on. So God anoints. God anoints. God anoints. God anoints. So if you ever want to find an anointing, you will find it in a man. I will repeat. If you ever want to find an anointing, you will find it in a man. Because the anointing does not rest on inanimate things. Vessels of anointings are humans. You better, you better hear me clearly now. God does not anoint buildings. If a building is ever anointed, it is because of a man.
Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? So, if you want to access an anointing in your life, it will come from God to you through a man. The man is the conduit. He is the conduit. You understand? The bridge. The interfacer of God's anointing. So, you, you cannot bypass a man or a woman God has put before you and go to God. It doesn't work. You can't bypass. You will be breaking the law. Are you following me? The power will, will come through the interfacer. Because that's how God operates. That's how God works. He said they were priests because they ministered to man the things of God and to God about man. They were interfacers. When it comes to anointing, supernatural works, the interfacer of the anointing of the spirit will always be a vessel you can see. So, God's bridge into your life, he, into, Chris, what's that? Switch it off, switch it off. Sure. If, if God, if God is going to reach out to you, man will be the instrument. Are you serious? Are you sure? So the problem in Christianity is that when it comes to the many things in life, children of God want to bypass the structures implemented by Christ. We did not start this thing. It was here before we came. You understand? So, so every anointing you will ever access in your life, except it is an anointing to consecrate you for some uh, work, it will be found in a servant. So God puts before you men and women to be conduits. Whatever, whatever you need from them, the anointing will be there. Except the man is not anointed. Because you find people with titles, but no accompanying credentials. And there are a lot of them. Are, are you following me? So, so the, the, the foundation of the release of an anointing has to be referenced to what? The source. The source. You, your electricity may come from ESCOM, but you don't go to ESCOM when you have problems with electricity in your house. You go to the municipality where, where there are technicians 
and engineers who can decode and show where the problem is. And many times the problem is with the electrical substation, if not the substation, the little danger boxes that are all over. You don't file your petition or your grievance to ESCOM. Even though they are the, the, what, the energy producing company for the whole country. But you don't go to them when you have issues. You get that? You get that? You get that? You go to what? To the, the municipality where the infrastructure is there to take care of your issue. It's not somebody from ESCOM that comes and deals with the situation. It's somebody from the municipality. In the same way, all the powers of God, all the powers of God revealed in the earth are in men. Are in. Yeah, you, you, you can't be now uh, uh, promoting such things. Wait. Wait before you get ahead of yourself. Wait. Wait. I'm not promoting anything. The victory the victories, the solutions, the blessings, the supernatural flows that come with an anointing will be drawn out from a man. I want that to sink into you. So it, it doesn't matter how nice a building is. If there's no anointed man or vessel in that place, forget it. God dwells in man. He does not dwell, the Bible says, in temples erected by men's hands. He dwells in men. Do you understand that? He dwells in men. Let's read something. There in Hebrews, there in Hebrews, there in Hebrews. There in Hebrews. Chapter 3 again. Verse 16. For who having heard rebel, indeed was it all, all those who came out of Egypt, did what? Who came out of Egypt, what? Led by God. Yeah? By God, by an angel. It says they were led out of Egypt by... So without Moses, they don't know where they're going. Do you understand the legend that Moses was? 
280,000 people fighting against one man. An entire nation railing against one man. Do you know what, what that takes? A, a whole nation, one nation fighting one man. That's why I tell you, most ministers today are not anointed. They don't know what anointing is. A whole nation against one man. He whips them all. Every round, he kicks them. He finishes them. Every round, every round, he, he whips them. Until they had enough, they said, leave. A nation. And at that time, Israel was the superpower. It was the America or the China of today. They were feared around every territory. One man. One. Moses. The Bible says he, he defeated 60 cities. Six, 60 cities full of giants, full of creatures. He, he, he wiped them out. Of the face of the earth. Moses. At the end of his life. His obituary was written. Moses the man who, terror, who, who terrorized. Who was a terror to the nations. Read your Bible. The first terrorist in the Bible. Moses. He was feared. In every nation. He was feared. Moses. And you know who he was? A prophet. And I told you, he represents a pattern. He represents a pattern. A pattern of the prophetic. A, pro a, a, a pattern of the, the pro to prophetic anointing and its operation in civilization. And they were led out of Egypt. Not by God. By why doesn't, why doesn't God say, I led you out? Now you can understand why the Lord says the, the prophets of today, the anointed servants of God of today are the key. If, if, if the church of Jesus Christ is going to experience a global exodus into the rest of God, they must look to the servants of the Lord. To the vessels that God has anointed and ordained. Because that's where anointing is. And I told you, anointing is power, is ability to work supernaturally. No, you, 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 I got Jesus in my life. You, you, you can't tell me all that crap. I got Jesus. Jesus is the love of my soul. He's my first love. Wow. He's your first love? Let me get in my car and leave and you sit and listen to Jesus. <laughs> let, let me get in my car and move out and you sit. Sit, sit throughout the service and listen to the preachings of Christ. 
Listen to your first love. Hey, let me just get out of the way and make room for the Lord. The pastor's busy too much. You gotta make room for the Lord. Let, 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 let me just make room for the Lord. Take over, Lord. Here is your Lord. Now we'll take away. I present to you the Lord. The Lord is talking. Hear ye him. You know what God said when he spoke out of the cloud? He says, this is my son. Hear ye. Why did he say, hear my voice that you are hearing? I mean, he's already talking. They are hearing that voice. Why is he saying, hey, say, let's just chill with this one. No, he said, hear ye him. You know how, how they came to be prophets in the Bible? Yeah? God spoke to a whole nation. They said, no, it's enough. And God chose one vessel to speak to an entire nation. Prophets were born out of the rebellion and unwillingness of his people to hear his voice. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Because if you don't believe in me, you don't believe in Jesus. I repeat it. If you don't believe in me, you don't believe in Jesus. He that receives you does not receive you, but he receives me. And he that receives me receives him who sent me. So if I come in the name of the Lord, you know what he said to, is, to Israel, to Jerusalem? He said, you'll see me no longer until you say what? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The recognition of one who comes in the name of... Listen, listen, listen. I'm not feeding you stories. I'm teaching you solutions to life. Solutions to life. The most important people today are not presidents. Whether you want to believe it or not, they are the servants of God. Can I read you something? Let me read you something. Then we'll go back to Hebrews, all right? Because I want to focus on something here. Uh, Hebrews, uh, uh not Hebrews. Um, Psalm, Psalm, am I right? Let me get that for you. Psalm chapter 
think it's 70. Seventy-eight verse. Uh, I don't want to read the whole thing. I want us to read it from verse. Let's, let's just read verse 69 right up until 72. All right? 69 until 72. Let's read, please. Yeah. 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 Now, wh whose inheritance was Jacob? The Lord's. Whose people was Israel? The Lord's. Now, why does he pick a person whereas it is his inheritance to lead them? Read chapter 77, verse number, number 20. Mm. By the hand of who? By the hand of who? By the hand of who? Okay, let's read uh, Psalm 105 quickly. Psalm 105. Because I just want to show you this, that anointings reside in man. And for those anointings to begin operation, there has to be faith or belief in the vessels. Are we there? Okay. Let's read. Verse 26. He did what? 
He did what? Okay, Hosea yeah, chapter, I think, 12. Hosea chapter 12, verse number 13. Hosea 12, verse 13, please. Uh-uh. Read it again. Uh, read it again. By. Yeah. And. Let's read it again. By. One last time. How did God deliver his people? So when God said, I carried you on eagle's wings, you are referring to what? The operation of God in Moses. Because he did what he did for them in Egypt by by so so for their clothes not to wither for their clothes not to grow old how did god do it how did god do it how did god break the bones of their chains how did god feed them in the wilderness how did God save them and preserve them from the attack of nations? How did God put them over? How did God give them victories? It offends you. It offends you. You know, like what happened to them in, 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 in Nazareth? They were offended at him. It offends you that God would give you someone like me <laughs> to be your preservation system. It offends you because you were looking for somebody. By your mother, read there, by your mother, by your daddy. Yeah? Uh, what will your father do for you? Your mother, what will he do, she do for you? All she'll do is love you selfishly. But when it comes to matters of deliverance, I mean, if, if your parents were, do, were, were going to do something for you, you would be rich by now. He said, how were they preserved? What was the methodology? The operation? So every time you hear God did in, 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 uh, in, in with the Israelites, how did he do it? 
you think the lights just brought themselves? Do you think the, 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 the rod turned itself into a serpent by, by, by itself? Do you think the hail fell by itself? How did it fall? <laughs> you are very close to understanding this thing. How, how did it happen? By an angel. By the Holy Ghost. How? God did it, yes. How? His modus operandi. What is modus operandi? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's Old Testament. We'll find out now if that's Old Testament. It's like saying, it's like saying the laws of God are Old Testament. How? How? Yeah, get, get Old Testament. But thou shalt not get Old Testament. Who told? They come from God. Is God Old Testament? Is God old? Tell me what part of God is Old Testament? Yeah, no, it's Old Testament stuff. As if God has changed. He says, These are my laws. They reveal my righteousness. So God has an Old Testament righteousness and a New Testament righteousness. Caught like me. So he said, by he did what? Remember, Israel is a type of the church. You understand? Is a type of the church. They foreshadow the patterns of God in the you see, the the Jesus is the Moses of the New Testament church. Do you, did you get what I just said? Jesus is the Moses of the New Testament church. It is by Christ that we were delivered out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It was by Christ the anointed that we were what? Preserved in the prosperity of the kingdom. It is by Christ. So Jesus is to us what Moses was to Israel. Now, Jesus, uh, Moses did not have the ability to compartmentalize himself. But Jesus has. And Jesus has spread himself in fivefold. You get it now? Because remember what God said to Moses, I will raise another prophet like you. In other words, in the same authority, in the same spirit, in the same power. Whoever does not listen to you said, I will kill them. So that's the stature that Jesus, he is equal. In the prophetic ministry, Jesus is equal to Moses. Because he's a Another prophet like Moses. You understand that? So he comes and he does what? He comes and he finishes, fulfills what Moses failed. Remember, Moses failed. Don't forget it. Jesus comes, he fulfills it, and he becomes the Moses of this dispensation. Long follow? 
So Christ is the Moses of this dispensation because he, he is the one that is in charge of the exodus from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of glory. But he is God. He's not on earth. He is God. If you want to find Jesus, Jesus' home address now is heaven. That's his home address now. Heaven. But when he left, the Bible says he gave gifts. Now, those gifts, those gifts are himself splitted in five ways. So you don't have the prophet only like you did in old uh, dispensation. But this time you have apostolic ministry. You have prophetic ministry. You have pastoral ministry. You have evangelistic ministry. All those form part of the Moses of this dispensation. So when a prophet stands in the name of Jesus, it is Jesus to you. In that ministry, he is Jesus to you. In that office, in that grace, in that anointing, he is Jesus to you. Not the man, but the man in the office. The man in the grace. The man in the anointing. You see, you can touch, you can touch Aaron. You can, as long as he is not wearing the garments. Once you start wearing the garments and you try and lay hands on him, your hands will wither. Why does Jehoshaphat's hands wither when, when he tries to lay a hold of the man of God who was cursing the altar? But the very same man of God is eaten by a lion. Why is the hands of a lion not withered when he tries to attack the man? Because when the man was functioning in the, the prophetic ministry to the altar in Jehoshaphat, he was in office. But when he disobeyed God, he went out of office. And the anointing that was meant to protect him betrayed him. So it is not for you to decide when the anointing on me betrays me. That has to do with the prescriptions of the divine command in the ministry God has given me. So how I act is none of your business. How I live is none of your business. If you dare try and lay a hand on me, God will become your enemy. That's what the Bible means when the Bible says have respect for the covenant. The covenant of the apostolic ministry, the prophetic ministry, the evangelistic, pastoral, and teaching ministry. Have respect for the covenant. Hallelujah. So his modus operandi has not changed. It has just upgraded. It is under what better rules, better covenants. And he marveled at their unbelief. 
and there. For God to do anything in your life, you, you must believe that the pastor he has given you or the servant he has given you is able to do it. That's why Jesus asked, he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do it? Uh, Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 28. Let's read verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when they had come in, when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus said to him, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? This is the transaction pin code. Do, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now, what would have happened if they did, didn't believe? Would Jesus have done it? Why? Because he couldn't? Because he couldn't? Because he couldn't? I'm asking, would he not have done it because he couldn't? Yes. Yes. Do you understand? The ability of the anointing to work depends on your belief in it. If you don't believe it can, it can't work. There's nothing I can do for a person who doesn't believe. In, look, look. Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Now, this is a blind situation here. They were blind from birth, these men. So, medically, it is what? Impossible. It was an impossible... They were lame. I said medically, naturally, this thing was what? A what? An impossible case. It was what? It was an impossible case. But Jesus said that its possibility will rely on their belief in the fact that he is able to do this. So Jesus had to find out really, do you believe that I'm able to do this? It doesn't sound like a man who's confident in his power. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now notice. Then they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he did what? Oh, he, he held an all-night vigil. Yeah? He cried out. Yeah? Hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Did he cry out? Did he scream? Huh? Did he blast in the spirit? Yeah? Yeah? Did he blast? Did he hold a protracted prayer service? Yeah? 
What did he do? What did he do? He, he did what? He touched their eyes. And then what did he say to them? According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes opened. How you would think that, oh, vula meso, vula meso, vula meso. You see, it tells us that what's happening today is just what? It's just people trying to force it. He did what? He, he touched it. Imagine, he probably must have done this according to your faith. No rolling of the hands. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Why? Because the connection was made. Because the connection was made. The flow was created. Jesus could have said, it is done. It would be enough. Why? Because the, the, the question was not what Jesus said. It was what? In his ability. And how he demonstrated his ability had nothing to do with the outcome. The outcome depended on their faith. Not what Jesus did. Wow. So, I'm, 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 now, this same Jesus, the spirit of Christ, is working in every anointed man and woman of God around the world today. That spirit by which Jesus spake is operating in every single man of God and woman of God in the earth today. The limitation of that anointing is predominantly linked to the unbelief of those who are following Paul talks about our labor in the spirit. Do you know about our labor in the spirit? The labor that allows for the creation of possibilities. Do you know of it? You don't know of it. Paul says, I labored day and night with tears. Imagine every prayer he prayed, he was crying. Every time he was preaching, tears would fall down his eyes. When a man is in right standing with God, I'm talking about a servant of God, is in right standing with God and has done, you see, there are, there are other anointings for, for, for it to work in that man's life. That man must see. Or that man must, must, be, must be praying. It, it's different with every, every minister and every anointing. That the demands of it. You see, the anointing has intelligence. You understand? When, when, when the anointing knows that, oh, this one does not have faith. This one, okay, has little faith. This one has more. So the anointing will not give you beyond your faith. If, if, if you got little faith, that's what will come out. Notice what came out of Jesus. Notice, Jesus said, oh, I felt virtue come out. Jesus didn't release the virtue. How did the anointing know I must leave him and go there? 
without the permission of the carrier. It is the anointing's own intelligence that functions independent of the man. For instance, you can come to me with an issue. Let's just suggest it. You can come with, with me and it might be an issue that I know nothing about. And then out of nowhere, I'll just say five words that shock even myself. What happened is that the anointing took over and intelligently provided wisdom and insight into the matter. It, 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 it is the same as virtue living Christ. I ask you, did Jesus tell the virtue to leave him? He was shocked that something left him. Anointed man, anointed woman knows when the anointing goes out. Sometimes you know what it does? It goes and then it comes back. Yes, when you, when you hear me saying, take it or touch, we are sending it out. Sometimes it comes back. Because God does not waste. You see, if you believe that I can prosper you, I can prosper you. If you believe that I can heal you, I can heal you. There is nothing I cannot do if you believe. Oh, trust me. There is nothing, there is nothing I cannot do if you believe. Do you hear what I just said? Where's, where's Bruce Lee? You want to catch five, catch, catch seven dimensions, boy. Yeah? Madir, XLT. Praise the Lord. He came to me. Remember, Bruce? Remember? He came. He said, he told me, Pastor, I sent an offering. I said to him, what do you want? What did he say you wanted, Bruce? He, he said you wanted what? I said to him, it's fine. You got it. Did you get it? Yeah? The position you wanted. Oh. Better pay. Better benefits. You got it. No, don't clap now. I'll tell you when to clap. Because it's the clap of jealousy. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. You got it? Now, 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 what was exchanged between me and him? Words. Do I, do I work at Ford Motor Company? Do I know his bosses? Do I know the people who make decisions? Do I, make, do I know the people who interviewed him? So for the yes and the signature to come on his name, amongst how many were you who applied? You were many. So out of the many, his name was called Bruce Lee. Come for induction. I don't know where he works. I, don't, I have no business there. I've never stepped foot there. <laughs> but because he believed that I can do it. 
He applied his faith in the offering of his seed. Applied his faith and said he can do it. And the words were enough. When, when he told me he, 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 he was shortlisted, I said to him, relax. That's all I said, relax. And don't think I was there in the closet. Oh God, don't disappoint me now. Lord, my God, don't let me down, Jesus. No. His faith in his actions was enough to release the anointing. Now, when you start looking at the technicality behind the operation of the spirit, you will, you will begin to marvel. You will begin to marvel because you, you will begin to ask yourself questions like, how? How? Is this a coincidence? How? No, it's not a coincidence. Coincidence don't happen in the kingdom. Anything you want, I can do. Do you understand? In, in the capacity of the ministry, I've been appointed in, I can do. You see, there are things God says to me, say it. There are things that has to do with the belief of what? Of the people. Things, like I said, it was naturally impossible for them to be healed. And Jesus still asked them. He saw, he was, he saw they were blind. He saw that, hey, they were like, where are you, Lord? <laughs> and then he still asked them, do you believe that I can do this? The call is not enough. They say, ah, Jesus, have mercy. It's not enough. You still need to state forth whether you believe in the ability of that anointing. How, how, how can your life be? That's why some of you come here, you, you can see oh, no, oh, no, oh, I eat, uh, double minded. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, Pastor, I'm thinking about blessings, copper blessings. General blessings. What is it for you? Can you miss? Or what? Ripeha? Osao? Because I blessings. General. Now, here's, here's what you must ask yourself now, right? Here's what you really need to ask yourself. What you really need to ask yourself now is whether or not what I am saying to you and what I am presenting to you is truth. That's what you really need to, to ask yourself and conclude in your heart. It, whether what my pastor is saying to me this morning is truth because if what I'm saying is truth then that would make you realize that really I am not a believer in his ministry 
and it would show you the opportunities that you what you have missed because of what the unbelief and that the anointing has not been working in your life as it should not because of any limitation but because of the prohibition of your unbelief because if I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, there has to be supernatural indicators in my life. What do you think is making people fall when I stand and I lift my hand and people from here to the back, they fall like leaves? What, by what power is this operated? By what power when I speak words and things in the lives of man begin to change, things that have been idle, things that have been stagnant begin to mobilize and accelerate. Is it coincidental? That a man can look into the future and predict accurately the events that are to befall the nations, that are to befall the, the lives of men. Is it, is it a coincidence? So why then am I not benefiting from the anointing? If what I'm saying to you is true, if what I'm saying to you is true, if it's not true, you can forget about it. But if what I'm saying to you is true, and if I be a man sent from God, the Bible says there was a man sent from God. God sends men. If it is true, then the mess you are in your life is the doing of your unbelief. And you cannot enter because of unbelief. Now you see why or how you can become an overnight success. When you learn to identify with the anointing. Jesus said a prophet is not without honor. So one of the ways anointings are dispensed is through honor. Anointings must be honored. Are, are, you, are, are you listening to me, child of God? Are you listening to me? Anointings must be honored. If you're going to see strange manifestations of power, anointings must be honored. You understand what I'm saying to you? Anointings must be, if they're going to work in your life, the reception of an anointing is the honor you show to it. Anointings must be honored. You see, when, when you are willing, Mike, to go hungry, when you're willing to give up everything to be under an anointing you are ready for the strange outflow the strange showings of that anointing oh my brothers and my sisters i'm 
I'm still presenting it to you. If what I'm saying is the truth, then you are where you are in your life because of your own doing. Because the well has always been full. The fountain has always been flowing. But why isn't your seed being watered? Why isn't your, your tree being watered? Me and you are not the same. We may look the same, but we are not regarded the same by angels. Me, both me and you can be children of God. In the government, in the structure of the spirit operation. We are not the same. And you know what the Bible, how can you bless me? Ask yourself, how, when, when? How can you bless me? That would mean that I am the lesser and you are the greater. Yet the Bible says the lesser is blessed by the greater. That Abraham submitted tithes to Melchizedek because Melchizedek was what? Great in authority. And he had what? The power to bless. And notice Abraham, this Abraham we are talking about, is the one that was authorized to be the blesser of nations. But when he met one who was greater than him, he knew. He knew. He knew. They could not enter because of us. The anointing in my life will resist you. You know, it will resist you. As long as you do not learn the way of honor and belief. I'm not your friend. I'm a servant of the living God. And this is the confidence that men of God around the world, women of God around the world should begin to have. To know we can give, we can make you rich. We can make you poor. We can make you well. We can bring dryness into your life. Paul brought blindness to Elamites, the sorcerer. He said, from this day, the hand of God shall come upon you and you shall be blind for a season because you are a worker of iniquity and the enemy of righteousness. We are coming into our own. You see this season? We are coming into our own. We have shaken off from our consciousness all fear of man. We are stepping in. Paul says, I'm an apostle of God and I highly magnify my office. 
says it is an office I've been given by the foreordinance of God, not by the will of man. Imagine you traffic the church week in, week out. But life doesn't change. No, no strange works of grace or favor to show. No trace that there's, there's been power imparted into you. That there's been a presence that's been rubbed off. There's no trace, no evidence. I told you, you can shake my hand and have your whole life organized. See, what God needs to do is that God needs to reframe your, the way you perceive his servants. There needs to be a reorientation. An understanding that is so profound. You, at least you can give Muslims one thing. Their dedication to Muhammad. You, you make a show. You make a joke about Muhammad. You will face the wrath. Of a Muslim. That, that's how much he's honored. He's a man. That's how much he's honored. And you know why they honor him? Because he came out and he said, the angel Gabriel appeared to me to show me the way. <laughs> Talk bad about Muhammad. No government on earth dares speak ill about the Muslims. Malema can stand up and speak ill about the church, but you'll never say anything about Muslims. You'll never hear him say anything about the mosque. <laughs> mm. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Quickly. We need to pray. What must have been going through the widow's mind when Elijah said, Nevertheless, prepare me first. Make a meal for what must have been going through her mind? He he just heard her say, It's my last. We are about to die. And the man still insists, nevertheless, feed me first. And what did that man know? Jesus, years later, he said, there were many widows. There were many widows. But Elijah was sent to only one. In other words, there, there were many in a, in a similar situation as her. But Elijah was sent to only one. Says there were many lepers. 
but only one was healed. It, it, it is the mystery of, you, you, you know why Jesus was saying that? Do you know why Jesus was saying that? Let, let me read it again. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Woo, Let's go to Matthew. Matthew. Oh, let's grab, let's grab, let's grab, uh, let's grab, let's grab the one in Luke. No, let's grab Luke. Luke chapter 4. What do you think I'm, I'm saying to you when I say, I sense, I feel the anointing of God in this place? Do you think I'm talking about a feeling? <laughs> you see, you see, when you learn how to take advantage of the anointing, your whole life will change. The anointing makes possible things in your life that could not have happened otherwise. Your pastor is feeling somehow. <laughs> say I have power and I don't have it. You know there are people who, who are confessing. You know there are there, there, there servants of the Lord who confess. Ma, tato, I saw one more today. Say this to me. Intifele. Remetimata. You see, there are those who claim. I don't claim. Wait, Matlima. I'm telling you. No, I'm, I'm not trying to. That's why I don't care. I, 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 there's nothing in me that tries to cook out a response from you. And Hafez Ali Rasid, when. He's cooking the response and there's no response. Jesus. I've stood in the councils of the glorious saints. I, I know You know what the Lord said to him? He said, go on this line. For a time is coming when many of my servants will come asking help from you. 
You see this message that I'm teaching, this message that I'm emphasizing so much, you will see there will come a time. There will come a time. <laughs> uh, some of you, you think I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. Honestly, some of you think that way. You think, you think maybe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this thing. Or you look at me, you're thinking, ah, you know, ah, Hashem. Have I ever stood here and told you we are struggling as a minister? It's bad in the ministry. Have you ever heard me say that? Have you ever heard me say that? In all the years you've been here? Yeah? Have you ever heard me begging? Bazalwadi, you gotta pull up your socks now. I can assure you, out of every three church, out of every five churches you can go to now, now, three of them will tell you how bad it is. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. Now, we are in constant communion with the Almighty God. Constant. Do you know what I mean? Constant. If I begin now to struggle or begin now to suffer, where is that possibility going to come from? Except I also dine after God in the table of demons. But I know God is God and He's the only one that is to be saved. Let me show you something. Mm. Yeah, he thinks He's better than us. Listen. I don't have to think anything. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have to think anything. You're mistaken. I, 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 you're thinking, I'm not thinking that. Yes, I, I don't have to, I don't have to, no. No. I don't think, I know it. In terms of anointing, I know, you don't, you, oh, come on. Otherwise, you, you are the one that should be standing here. You know, let me sit down, you stand up. It's a tough message I'm teaching you, I know. It's tough because you, you, you think you are special. You think you are. You know, when, when you pray in, the, in, the, in your chamber, you're like, oh, there's a cloud of angels here. My God! 
I'm a child of power. Read Luke, please. Chapter 4. So all bore witness, verse 22. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also in your country. Then he said, then he said, you see, your unbelief will divert anointings, blessings, graces that were supposed to go to you and they will go to your neighbor. I told you, God, God is economical. God does not waste. When Paul, when Paul was resisted by the Jews, what did the Spirit of God say? He said to him, turn now and go to the Gentiles. That's how Paul's ministry switched from the Jews to the Gentiles. And God knows how to provoke jealousy. He's good at that. He's good, brother. He, he'll give your friend, your best friend, all the good things, all everything you've been praying for. Your best friend will be living in the answered realm of your prayers. <laughs> You, you felt that. <laughs> then verse 44. Assuredly I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Do you accept me? Yes. Do, you, do you accept me? Do you accept me? Yes. Do you accept me? Yes. What you don't accept cannot flow in your direction. It's careful. I mean, it's it's you you. It, that's why it's important. Why you should be careful of the thoughts that go in your mind toward your leader. When you are sitting alone or when you are amongst your friends, be careful of the thoughts that go through your mind because those thoughts might be for your demise, they might be a trap.
Hmm. Let's, let's leave that. As well as I said to you, no prophet is accepted in his own. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up for three years. And there was great famine throughout all the land. But none of them. But to none of them was Elijah sent. Except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon. To a woman who was a widow. He said in the time of famine, you would think the Lord will, will establish a national prophet. It's resounding. No, Elijah of Elijah. Widows were suffering. Didn't God know? They were hungering. They were dying. The same situation that widow was in. But Elijah was only sent to one. There were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Why? Because of what? Acceptance. Because of what? Because of what? Because of what? Because of what? Because of acceptance. Because of? And the lack of what? Belief. You may wonder why is God so powerful? Yet, but when it comes to my life, he is limited. The servants he sent to you, are they accepted of you? <clears throat> let's read Hebrews chapter 4 and let's pray. Faith always has a subject, an object from which it derives its source. See that? So every time we pray for you, you must believe that whatever we are praying to you about, we are able to perform. What a mystery. What a secret. What a key. What a key. <clears throat> and something so little results in so many lives limited. Hebrews chapter 4 quickly. And I want us to pray. See why one anointing can produce so many different results? Let's read. Verse 1.
see, you see, like now, I can preach a powerful message and it not profit you a single day in your life. But it was preached to everybody. But it doesn't profit you. Why? There's no. There's no. Like, oh, now I'm to get my I don't think I'm anybody. What you should ask yourself, who is God that he should place somebody like me? Do you understand that? That's what you should ask. Who is God? Because if you say, oh, now I'm get my you're actually saying God made a mistake. Does God make mistakes? So that means you're God then. Because you can detect the mistakes of God. Like with what they did to this leader. Uh, and it did not profit them not being missed with faith in those who. See, see how important faith is? See how important faith is? Let me use COVID-19 for instance. Faith in a healing God was questioned and the church failed and proved that they don't believe in a healing God. And when I say the church, I'm referring to the leaders. You come to church, a pastor is wearing a a shield. And then, you know, the excuse king, it's, no, it's to keep the laws of the land. The laws of the land that, that prohibit you from exercising your faith. What laws are those? Are those godly laws? When everybody must come in, they must, they must put a mask over their faces. What spirit is in our midst? See how sometimes Satan teaches us to rebel against God. For verse 3, for we who have believed do enter that rest. Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see, do you see how believe is important? Do you see, do you, can you see that? How important it is to believe? Because that is what determines whether or not you enter the rest. That means the difference between you and her entering into God's rest is her belief and your unbelief. According to God, Who's the landlord of earth? Yeah? Abraham. Abraham is the landlord of the whole earth. The whole earth belongs to Abraham. What did he do? Did he go around the whole world plucking his name? What did he do? He believed. He believed. The reward of his faith. 
God gave him, deeded him the world. Belief in God has nothing to do with external conditions. Are you listening to me? It has nothing to do with what you are seeing outside. It has nothing to do with what's going on around you. If your belief is determined by what is going on around you, then you don't have any faith. And then you should appreciate and accept with courtesy what happens in your life. Because faith in God has nothing to do with what's outside. Well, it has nothing to do with what's going on in your life. It has nothing to do with the giants in the promised land. All externalities are not factors that contribute to faith. But the moment they begin contributing to faith, they indicate the weakness of your faith. The nature of your faith. When you when you when things are going well, oh God, but when things are going bad, your head is down. Unbelief. That's how you're you are you are living in unbelief. And and God counts that as what? As the sin of rebellion. Because what is persuading you, Nomsa, is not God. What is persuading you is the external circumstances and situation. That's, that's, that, that is what is moving you. Oh, and that's how many of God's people are living. Don't shame me, so that's, it's you. What determines whether or not you have faith is the conditions of your life. If things are smooth, you've got faith. If things are bad, let's face reality. He says, because of that, they did not enter. They saw the giants and they said, <laughs> you know what they said to Moses? They said, we, we are not able to possess this land. What we saw in there told us we are not able. It proved to us we are not able. Yet God had spoken. God had said to them, this is the land I've given you. They forgot. They, they met Og, king of Bashar, the last of the giants. They defeated him. They met Ammon. They defeated him. Why? It was because their faith was not in the word, in the voice of the Lord, in the integrity of God. Their faith was in what they were experiencing. Their source of faith came from their sensory perceptions, what they could see, what they could hear, what they could feel. So there was no profit in their lives and they could not enter the land. They could not enter the rest. The labor of entering the rest is the labor of belief, the building of faith. 
in that which God tells you to have faith in. And he told them, have faith that you are able to possess this land. Not because they are giants. You understand? Have faith. Believe that God will bring wealth. Not because famines are ravaging the nations. That God will give you rest. That God will release freedom into your life. Independent of what's going on outside. That's what it means living in the ark. Those in the ark are not mindful of the floods that are destroying the mountains. That are destroying livelihoods. They're only mindful of the fact that the thing that is destroying others is lifting them. We who have believed do enter that rest. We who believe. We who That's all. It says believe. Believe. Believe in what? Believe in what? Believe in the Lord and his prophets. Believe in the Lord and his prophets. Believe in the Lord and his prophets. Believe in the Lord and his And we should say his ministry lives. Believe in the Lord and his ministry lives. Because not all are prophets. Believe in the Lord and his ministry lives. If your life is going to be above the experience of nations, you're going to you know, I went home on Friday. And as I was presenting myself before the Lord, I began thinking, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord. I said, Lord. You know the things that I, that the Spirit of God is teaching. I, asked, I said, is it the word of God? You, you know what I asked? I asked because the simplicity with which the revelation or the light comes is, is baffling. Is, what would you do if, if an angel says to you, sleep and all will be well? Or an angel says, take, eat this small, small piece of bread. It will sustain you for 40 days. It's baffling. It's baffling. It's, it's baffling. How, how do you explain God saying, he, he's telling an entire nation, a whole nation, he said, this year, nobody plants, nobody sows, nobody's busy in the field. For the whole year, all of you, you are chilling in your houses. But you, you shall eat 
in that year until the eighth year and you will be well. Don't plant. Only God can say such things. Only God can tell a man to, to let the land rest and still be fed throughout the entire year. And what must a man do? Believe. That's all. A man must believe. When the Lord changed the state of Pastor Raphael, remember the prophecy? I think you were there when I went there. When the Lord said to him, do not prospect, do not work. Stop what you are doing. Stop your business. In prophecy. The Lord says, stop your business. Stop looking for clients. Stop prospecting. Stop it. Because in June, everything will change. It was in March when the word came. Now, you are a man. You must provide. And God says to you, stop it. God. In fact, let me not even say God. A man says that God is saying to you, stop working. Now, a man who is 15 years younger than you, who doesn't have a family, you have two, three, four mouths to feed, and you are being told by this man, boy, to you, that God says, Stop prospecting. You yourself have not been in June. Between March and June, you still need to pay rent. You still need to buy food for your children. I'm telling you, there are people out there that are sold to God. That are sold, you know what? Sold to God. Where if God speaks now, they drop everything. There are those, there are those. Those have a record, they have a trace, they have evidence that God has been here. More, 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 more there's been God here. Much. April. May. June. Exactly in the middle of June, 18th of June. Even if he had worked for 30 years, he would not have amounted what God gave him. In, in January, April, May, June, in three months. Tens of millions. Tens of millions. Tens. I'm not talking about two, three million. I'm talking about tens of millions delivered into his bosom. Why? Because God spoke and he heeded. There are people, you don't know. You, 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 you don't know. You, you don't know. 
You don't know. You know, like Paul says, time would fail me. Time would fail. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about stories that are close. I can tell you things now. You, you, <laughs> you know what's the difference? Believe. See, the difference between some of you and us is because we are sold out. We are sold out. You can't have one foot in, one foot out. You must be, you must be ready. You must, so when, when God says, now it's time to move, you, you, you don't act like Lot's wife. Well, what about, what about my, my wealth? What about the things I build? What, what about, what about my career? What about, what about my business? You are not ready. You will turn into a pillow of salt. So when God says it's time, you drop everything. Whatever you are doing at that time, huh? What's the next thing, Lord? to you, God, it's time to help you. Hallelujah. It's time to bring you into Goshen. Listen to me. The landscape, the landscape, the landscape of 21st century, 21st century living is about to change forever. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's about to change forever. The world, you see, the world you're living in now is not the world by the time we reach September 2022 that will be. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not. It is not. See the same way you looking you look forward to work every Monday. The same way you look forward to listen. Don't put your attention on that thing. Trust me now. Your attention, your zeal for those things, let them die. Let them, let them die. Let them. Since the day I saw Solomon in the vision, every day for five hours, I'm in the Lord. I'm investigating this. Trying to figure out, find out, search out. 
what the Spirit of God is trying to lead me into. Now, me, I'm fo- now, trust me, my fo- I'm on my, I focus on me. See, whatever prophetic words uttered, oh, let God's people sort themselves out. Because I realize we, we can get so, so engrossed in trying to help people that we miss and we become castaways. We end up being like Moses. If they don't believe, it's fine. Me, I'm focused on entering the ark. Because I know what's coming. I've seen what's coming. I've been told what's coming. And I know enough by now. I know enough by now to start rearranging my life to ensure that I'm prepared. Now who's left, I don't care. I, truly, I don't care. Because my part I play, I have done everything that is required of me to help God's people. Now the focus, I focus on me. Like what Paul said to Timothy, take heed unto yourself. Yep. So that when things start changing, and I say, church, the Lord spoke to me, I need to relocate with my family. Goodbye. If you follow me, this is where I'm going. It will be on your own money. It will be on your own pocket. But I'm going because the Lord said so. Because instructions like that are coming. Instructions like that are coming. Because some things are about to, you know, I'm not permitted. I'm constrained now to tell you some of the things that will happen. So that you understand, when I tell you, don't behave like bastards, like fools. You know what I mean. It's to save you. It's to save you. It's to save you. Nations will split into two. There will be two countries in one nation. You'll see. You. That's, that's the devastation that's coming in the world. I've, the Lord has shown me those angels. They were coming in formation. And when they reach a certain demarcation, they, they parted to all the nations they were dispatched to. And those are not angels, no, they had regalia on. They were angels that looked look like they were about to do something. Oh, saints, my brothers, my sisters, my brothers, my sisters, I beg you, I beg you, Consider what the Spirit of God is. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. You see, this season, Michael, is the seasons of the prophets hidden. 
from Baal. Forget all these public ones. The only ones that have what I'm telling you now are those God has healed. For, forget all the televangelists. Forget all of them. They're about to die. The ones that are not no those are the ones that are not on TV. What I'm telling you now, they are telling those whom God has sent them to. There was one announcement given. We are in the councils of God. Let me leave there. There was one announcement given. This is what we must tell you. What you pray now, don't pray anything that comes out of your mind. Your prayers should be prayers from what God has saved. That's what you are using now to, to war. We are in the seventh year. There's no time for... Lord, I'm telling you now. What I'm telling you now. But about... Your, your children spent almost a year not going to school. Remember? A year, schools were closed. Teachers were not working. Nobody was working. What I'm telling you now, what I'm telling you now, Michael, you spent months not working. What I'm telling you now is that those things, will, they will be obsolete. An announcement is coming. They're going to make a hectic announcement very soon. And what gives us the bonus to not even focus on what they are doing, but just go on with our lives because we have heard from heaven and we've aligned ourselves with the intentions of heaven. It's, you don't have to believe what I'm telling you. If you prefer believing in the experience. But trust me. Trust me. Your gaze, you see your gaze, your, your focus should be on one thing and one thing alone. The Lord. His voice. That's it. That's Nothing else. Because come 2022, it's rest year. It's rest year. It's the year, it's the year of rest. And you know, you know how, what he said? You shall keep him in perfect peace, rest and prosperity, whose mind is stayed on you. That's what I'm teaching you. Whose mind is focused. You will keep him in rest and prosperity. You want to be at peace. You want to be at. Forget all the nonsense in your life. Forget it. These next 12 months. Forget it. Don't brood over it. Forget it. Let your mind be on the Lord. Let your mind be on the Lord. If you're going to walk the highway of the earth. Let your mind be on the Lord. Lord. Busy yourself with the Lord. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. And please, 
You see how I'm besieging you? When the day comes, don't say, and you are left out. Don't say, I did not warn you. Don't say, I did not warn you. Like Paul, my hands are clean from your blood. Clean. They clean. When it relates to you guys here, my hands are clean. They are they clean because we have warned and warned and warned and warned. And not only have we warned you, but we've been preparing you. We've been preparing you with the teachings, with the doctrines, with the messages, with the prophecies. We've been teaching you, preparing you. Amen? Because it's going to be a very harsh year. It's going to be harsh. It's going to be harsh. But for us, there is a hope. For us, there's a promise. It's up to us whether we will live in the fulfillment of that promise. It's up to us. It's up to us. Listen, if you have to fast, get off food, fast. If you see you're not understanding properly, fast. Leave your phones, leave, leave all these distractions, leave, fast. And set your heart aright with the Lord. Set your heart on the Lord. Are you listening to me? What I'm telling you now are secrets. They are secrets because not everybody knows this. Not everybody knows this. Last year, 2019, I told you, the church will be shocked. And the church has been shocked since 2019. Because they never saw it coming. They didn't think it was possible. They didn't think something like this would happen. And they sure as well don't think that what's going to happen can happen. Because what's going to happen is the things of Bible days. So, you are, you are being told secrets. You are being told secrets. Secrets are being communicated to you. Align yourself. Hallelujah. Align yourself. Align yourself. Hallelujah. Let's all stand, please. And I'm telling you this because now it will affect. You see, you see, let me explain something to you. The things I'm telling you, all right, the things I'm trying to warn you about. You see, what happened during last year and this year may have affected you indirectly because you are in a place where it is affecting. This is affecting you, it's in your house. It will affect you.
trust me. It will, it will affect it. it will, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Some of you, you, you must start praying now for, for the salvation of your loved ones. And if you have those that are old, old, advanced in years, eight, start asking the Lord to take them home. Start asking the Lord to have mercy and, and bring them home. Because there are people who will not handle. You see this that's coming. There are some who will not, their strength will fail. For fear. For fear. See, see what this vaccine thing doing now? Is nothing. What is nothing? Oh, woo! Is nothing. In one vision, I saw soldiers from another country going into people. A soldier from another country doing. <laughs> so, God has promised you prosperity and rest. Take advantage of that promise. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. Take advantage of that. Amen. Eat it. Chew it. Get it in your mind. Get it in your system. Let everything you think about be just that. Be just that. Stop busying yourself with news. What's going on there? What's going on? Busy yourself with this thing. Every day you pray God, you said prosperity. And you heard in the prophetic, he says, start praying for what? For the manifestations of the gifts of the what? Of diverse kinds of tongues and the what? Interpretation of tongues, all revelation gifts, all vocal gifts. Those are your discernment of spirit, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. He says, because these are the way in which you will bring you into hidden riches. And he says, pray that they be what? Operational on your leaders. Pray. That's what I'm talking to you about. That's what you are praying. When you go into the chambers, Lord, 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 I desire the gifts of tongues and interpretation. Let interpretation of tongues. Let them come on me. The gift of faith. You ask. You cry. Are you listening to me? You cry. We only have how many months now? From now to November? From now, now September, October, November. Just when November the 4th, mark it, November the 4th. November, switch on your TV. November the 4th. <coughs> Only have one month. And a, a, the Lord can do a lot in one month. Huh? All the teachings, all the notes you are writing, all everything you are hearing, all listen to them. Stop listening to music. Stop listening to music. Leave music now. Get, get the prophecies. Get, get all the messages. Imbibe them. Soak yourself in them. In them. In them is light. Find Goshen. That's what we are trying to help you land in. Goshen. Anger? Anger? No time more. There's no time more for laziness. 
Wake up at three. Study prophecy. Wake up at five. Meditate. You already have the books, the material, if you don't know where to start. Meditate. You are praying, Lord, prosperity. Now, send it now. Prosperity. You are crying there. This is all you must do. Bonamite. If you do this, if you do this, you, you, you can count yourself among the four that will be saved from the perils that are to come. If you don't do it, just know you are, you are allotted among the rest. And I told them on Friday, me, I see you. I see you. I walk off. Because you are a distraction. You, you will be a, a distraction because you would already have received enough and adequate information to prepare. To prepare. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus is key. Jesus is key. Harry meets. Retombon, Harry meets. Oh, Oof. my God. Jesus is key. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray for a few minutes before we leave. Just lift up your hands and pray in the Spirit. Pray for the manifestations of the Spirit. Pray for the gifts of the Spirit. Pray for all these things the Lord said you must pray for. Pray for his servants. Pray for his servants. Pray for the leaders of God. Pray for the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Pray, pray in earnest.